Welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. In the news, what lies ahead in your future? Will the earth be ruined or restored? Can we know about when Jesus will return? Let's find out. Now here's your host, Albert Hardy. Well, greetings friends around the world interested in prophecy. What will be the outcome of the situation we have now on the planet? And how does that affect your future and that of the entire earth? Will the earth be ruined by what's coming upon it? And when will Jesus return? Can we know? Well, I'm going to answer that question in this episode. Can we know when Jesus will return? To me, that is the controversy over Zion or Israel. Half of them are secular and half of them are practicing Judaism. So there's a controversy between them, between themselves, right in Israel. Is there a Christ already or not? Is Jesus that Christ? Yes, I'm saying he most certainly is. And he is the maker of heaven and earth. He's the master of molecules. And he can make whatever he wants to happen, happen. Now, will the earth be ruined? Well, yes and no. It will be restored as well. And I'm going to talk about that in this episode. And also how it affects you and your future. Right now we've got a lot of problems facing us. Let's start with the sun. You know, it's egotistical of us to think that we humans in our meager little efforts can cause global warming at least for the time being. It's not happening. And it's not, if it is happening, it's not as a result of us and what we do. It's as a result of something happening on the sun. Right now we're at a solar minimum and we have a giant hole, or well, it's kind of a trough, I would say, big one in the sun and it's causing cooler than usual temperatures it's causing the earth to wobble way out of orbit or not out of orbit but out of wobble the normal wobble is a lot smaller you can go to BP Earthwatch on YouTube BP Earthwatch and type in the wobble and see what is really going on with the sun. He's uh, doing quite a good work there as a scientist and uh, he talks about the sun and the weather and how it's being affected and how it's affecting volcanoes and earthquakes and tides, all sorts of stuff. It's really a great thing he's working on there. So will the earth be ruined? Well, let's answer the question about Jesus' return first, shall we? 
Many prophecy teachers are teaching, he's coming back right away or soon or imminently, like he could come at any moment. I've heard from the pulpit many times, preachers will get up there and they will say, all the prophecies that have that need to be fulfilled before the return of Christ have already been fulfilled. Now I'm here to say, no, no, no. Let's get a grip. Well, in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 13, Jesus says this, Watch therefore, for you know not the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. This is Luke 17, starting in verse 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said unto them, The kingdom of God comes not with observation, neither shall they say, There he is, or Here he is. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Let me just stop right there. Let me tell you, it's not that the kingdom of God is set up in your heart. That's not what he's talking about. Jesus is the king of the kingdom. He was right there in their midst. That's what I believe he was referring to. He's not just a kingdom set up in your hearts because you're a good guy or gal. No. He goes on in verse 22 and says, the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there. Don't go after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning that shines out of the one part under heaven, unto the other part under heaven, under heaven so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. That day is not arrived yet. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, the guy with the flood, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. It reached critical mass. You know, something had to be done. That's where we're headed. He says, they ate and they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat and drink, they bought and sold, they planted and built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which is upon the housetop and is stuffed in the house, don't let him come down and take it away. He that is in the field, let him not return back. Remember Lot's wife. There is a point where it will be too late. Whosoever shall seek to save his life will lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, in other words, shall preserve it. He says, I tell you, in that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. 
Two shall be grinding together, one shall be taken and the other left. Two shall be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. And they answered him, Where, Lord? And he said, Wherever the body is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Who's the body? Well, that would be Jesus, seems to me. And we are the eagles who partake of his flesh. That's what the Passover is all about. So, in my opinion, in my view, the time has not yet arrived. Now, why do I say that? Well, Isaiah 17.1 says that Damascus, Syria, will be destroyed. There will be nothing left to call it a kingdom. Or it says that uh, there will be nothing left to call it a city. It will be a, a heap of ruins. So yes, and world war will come first. That's just all there is to it. We are leading up to that. Do you know that Israel has over 120,000 missiles in Syria pointing at it? It's not Israeli weaponry. It belongs to Hamas, I believe. Big problem. What if you were little tiny Israel? It's only got 8,000 square miles, a little over. And they call that the bully of the Middle East? Come on. Look at Saudi Arabia. Look at Iran. Look at Iraq. Look at Syria. Look at Lebanon. Look at Egypt. There's enemies all around her. She's surrounded. Well, anyway. Let's answer some more questions. What else is going to happen first? Well, nations will fight it out over Israel. Yes. There is going to be a big controversy over water, water rights, and oil rights. That's a big problem. So, what's going to happen there? Well, in my view, all you have to do is go to Isaiah 34 and read it, especially verse 9. And what does that say? Let me read it for you. And you've heard me cover this before, perhaps. But it says, And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch, and the dust thereof shall be turned into brimstone. And the land shall become burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night nor day, and the smoke thereof shall go up forever. From generation to generation it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it, even forever. I'm just going to stop right there. You can read the whole chapter, and it's pretty gloomy. Because that smoke is going to go up forever, seemingly, and cover the planet. But we'll get into that more later on. But there is good news. The earth will not be completely ruined forever. Yes, it will be ruined for a while. Ezekiel said that there should not be a single wall left standing. That God would rise to shake the earth. That's found in Isaiah. But uh, 
Wow. I mean, there is a big change going to happen on planet Earth. And I'm hoping that none of us are here to see that. <laughs> but we might be. I might be. I don't know. That's not up to me. My life is in God's hands, and He will restore the planet. Read Isaiah 35. What a beautiful chapter following that awful chapter. So I'd like to read a little bit of that to show that there is some good news, that the earth will be restored, and that will affect your future and that of your children. Hang on just one second. Here's Isaiah chapter 35, starting in verse 1. The wilderness in a solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing, and the glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it and the excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. So strengthen the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them who are of a fearful heart, Be strong and fear not, for behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense, and he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, and in the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes." Unquote. Wow. Now that is something we can sink our teeth into. Yes, the earth will be restored. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to die out. And there will be people left on the planet. So that's all really, really good news. I wanted to bring that to you, lest you think I'm all gloom and doom. Listen to the podcast because he just wants to say all the bad things that are going to happen. Well, there are a lot of bad things that are going to have to happen on the planet in order for mankind to learn the lesson that we need our God. Now, do you really think that God would put up with war once he returns? Of course not. When Jesus is king, there will be no more war. Period. Do you think that he would put up with famine? No. Well, what about disease? You know, I had a boss one time who the poor guy was raised by his grandmother, and um, that was bad enough. His mother passed away from cancer at age 32, 
And so he sort of missed out on life because by the time he graduated high school, it was too late to have a mom. His dad ran off and he doesn't even know who he is. So he ended up raising or um, caregiving his grandmother and uh, he was really hurt by disease. So we had a talk about evolution one time, and it took a couple of hours for us to talk this out. And in the end, I asked him a question. Why, or what would you say if you, let's say you died, and you woke up the next second of consciousness, and you're face to face with none other than King Jesus? What would happen? What would you say to him? What would you say to Jesus? And he got this angry look on his face, and he says, Why did you create disease? Whoa. I struck a nerve. I struck a nerve. So, then I began to add it all up, and... and you know, he's mad at God for ruining his life because he didn't have a dad to teach him how to be a man, and he was raised by his mom, and then by his grandmother, and then he had to turn around and become the caregiver until she died at age, I think, 102 or 3. He did a good job, but he missed out on marriage and family and a lot of things, that, a lot of joy that comes with those things. Well, but it's not God that created the disease. This is the thing. If he doesn't believe God exists, why would he be mad at him? Now, he knows God exists. Everybody innately does know that, even though they're in denial. They still know that there is a creator. Life is just far too complex for there not to be. And yet you hear doctors talk about how we evolved over millions of years and we were eating feces and dirt and roots and everything like that for the first 20,000 years or something. And how do they know those things? They don't. They don't. And I don't care if you have a, uh, a warehouse full of drawers and each one has a bone fragment in it. And you go around and you tag those and give an estimate as to when it came from. And you've got all this proof that there is no God, that we just evolved. That doesn't prove anything except that you're dumb enough to collect a bunch of relics that should be buried long ago and stay that way forever. So, let's get off our high horses and think, stop thinking that we're so great that we are it. No, no. God is the one who created us. Take a look at the diet, for example. There are thousands, about 32,000 varieties of plants out there that are edible. And each one is a little chemical factory. 
that produces chemicals that your body needs. Wow. Yes, I'm a vegan, so what? I love eating this way. I never eat the same thing twice. I've got so many vegetables, I can't eat them all. And they're wonderful. Vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds. There's loads of things to eat. Where do you get your protein? Well, where do cows get it? Where do elephants get it? They get it out of green plants. There's plenty. Make yourself a spinach salad with a couple of tomatoes on it. Don't put any stupid dressing on it. You don't need that. You need to purify your life. Well, if, if you're like me, that makes you feel great. But anyway, I digress. Yes, we do have a future, thanks to God. Without Him, there is no life. That's the way it is. Get used to it. So anyway, I will stop talking about those things. And instead, let's focus on your future. What's coming down the pike at us, folks? Well, expect oddball weather. With the Earth's wobble out of sync, out of norm, it's much larger than ever before in recorded history. And so I expect that that wobble will get worse. And why is it wobbling out of, out of place? You know, one guy said that uh, his, his alley behind his house to the north has never had sun on it, and he's lived there 50 years or something. Now sunlight is shining on it. That's very odd. And there are other oddities going on all over the world. Look at Europe's winter, this past winter. And they're not out of the woods yet. The weather is really topsy-turvy. And look at the oceans. They're in really sad shape. Take the Pacific, for example. Fukushima and the Daiichi power plant that was constructed... Oh, probably around 1960-ish, uh, is now defunct. It is now uh, exploded. And we thought that was all done back in 2011. And it's over with now. We're six years down the road. So what, you know? Well, unfortunately for all of us on the planet, it has killed the Pacific. Talk to someone who has been to Hawaii recently who is a doctor, and they will tell you they have never seen so many cases of cancer. It's like one after the other. Why is that? Well, because they're eating radiated fish, and now most of the fish are dying or dead or sick. That's pretty scary. You've got a lot of people out there who were fishermen, and they're not catching anything anymore. Their boats are up for sale. And there's nobody wanting to buy them. Why? Because there's no fish. That's a scary thing. It's headed for the West Coast. In fact, it is already in the United States. The radiation, the fallout. Cesium-190, I believe it is. Or 
um, iodine-130 or um, plutonium and uh, other forms of radiation. And I'm not a scholar on those things. I've heard of them. Big deal. But I don't want them in my food. And I don't want them in the ground. I don't want them in the water. I don't want them in the rain. <laughs> we get affected by the weather all over the planet. What happens if that radiation gets in there and then rains on my garden out back? Well, <laughs> well my food will be radiated or radioactive as well. You can go to BP Earthwatch and watch what he says about the radiation situation in the United States as a result of Fukushima. BP watches the Earth. He watches the sun. He watches what's going on. He's got a great website. You ought to go there and look at it. BP Earthwatch, I believe, dot com. But you can go to YouTube and watch a lot of his videos. Subscribe because you need this information. If you want to know what's coming down the pipe, and is he a friend of mine? Well, he doesn't know me from Adam. But I like him. I am a subscriber of, of his work. And I like learning about such things. I want to keep tabs on it for you guys out there listening to this. It's important. You want to know what's coming down the pike at you? Well, learn. And I'm learning too. I'm just like you. I'm no better. I'm no better. But your future will be affected by Fukushima. That's a prediction I can safely make. It's already being affected by it. You're going to see food prices go up. And shortages even at Walmart, places like that. There are food shortages coming up. And processed food, yeah. It, let me tell you, in my view, it is time for all of us to start growing our own food. I do that myself. I got one of those Garden Tower 2 uh, project gardens. It'll hold about 50 plants takes up only about four square feet or so of space. It has a worm bin right down the middle of the thing. It's so cool. The worms go in, they eat food scraps that you put in there, and then they go out into the soil, because it has little holes through the worm bin. They go out there and do their number, and then they come back and eat more, and then they breed. You've got this whole thing full of earthworms, or, or red wigglers, preferably, that actually fertilize your soil for you and stir it up. It's so cool. And you put the water in the top. It trickles down through all the layers, and then it collects in the bottom. There's a two-gallon drawer underneath. You pull that out, and then you can recycle the worm juices that have come down and landed in this drawer. So cool. I've got tomatoes out there. I've got edible flowers in it. I've got strawberries out there. I even planted some beans in it. But I love it. 
I wish I could buy more of them. They're relatively expensive. They're about, uh, oh, I don't know, over $300. But uh, get the wheel packet. It's on the ball bearings that'll let it twist, but the wheels are really what you need as well. There's a wheel kit that has three iron bars and these massive wheels that hold 600 pounds. I mean, this thing is very well thought out, very well engineered, and um, you can put your own soil in there and grow, start growing your own food. I would urge you guys out there to all begin to learn to do that. You can go to YouTube and just type in the Garden Tower 2 Project. You can watch all sorts of videos on it and how to use it and what the results will be for you and your family. You will eat organic, healthy plant foods that are good for you and that detox your body and make you feel wonderful. I haven't felt this good since I was 16. That was about 50 years ago, by the way. Oh, well, anyway, I've got to go. I'll see you next time where we'll talk about a milestone year and lots of other things. Renewed planet Earth. That's what's coming. See you next time. Until then, you can go to itellwhy.com. That's my website. If you'd like to email me, it's jesusisy at gmail.com. Take care, and God willing, I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.